The doctor said. The whole crew's back for season two. Scrub up, we're about to get into it. This is Doctor Whoever. Jesse, to cloud your ears with that knowledge. Logan, warning, stand clean. This could affect the test results. Where can we start? We like them dumb and we like them smart. I like the ones with the pretty eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. Stop. What happened? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the cars that go. I hear you. from coast to coast. The doctor is in. Here, anonymous experts with insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at doctorwhoever.com. That's right. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. It is July 21st. I'm here with Jesse. How's it going, Jesse? Doing good. How you doing? Doc? I'm doing good. Let's do a Jesse intro real quick. Thanks for joining us today. Jesse, he'll never say his real name on air, but listen for that accent. He's our Ivy League educated Latinx political expert and way overqualified for this podcast. Way overqualified. That's why we always, uh, we go to Britannica to find out a nice fun fact for the day. So, uh, on July 21st, what do they have for us today? I didn't know this was going to be happening today. I am, I am ecstatic to be a part of this. On this day by Britannica. Today we're looking on at... On this day. On this day. If you could have anything in the world right now, what would it be? Oh, oh, more time for thinking. Why are there so many So today, July 21st, back in 1798, the Egyptians beat uh, defeated in the Battle of the Pyramids. Napoleon's army of Egypt used the new military tactics, a massive divisional square to defeat the Egyptian forces. Back in 1798, July 21st. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Always these fun facts that you never hear of, you know? I could have went without that fun fact. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to do one every day. The one from yesterday was so much more interesting. It was, I believe, the, uh, the space landing. It was the first time that we landed on, on the moon, I think. So that yeah, was... Uh, that, that, that was what, but I was, I was going to go just, you know, make it an everyday thing. Try to... Stay a little bit more educated and, you know, a little bit more up-to-date on, on history. Because, yeah, like 1969, the first moon landing was July 20th, which was yesterday. Kind of corresponds with all the, the billionaires going into space and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, not every day you can land on the moon, so there's going to be a day where it's kind of lame, so... I guess that is true. You know, the, the days that things like that still remain fascinating are... Becoming fewer and far between, I guess. Well, um, let's get into some some other some other stuff. I know yesterday 
there was a holiday that I'd never heard of. Um, do you know? I think you know the pronunciation of this holiday better than I do. Which holiday are you referring to? Uh, it was July 20th. If you look on your phone, it's spelled E-I-D-A-L-A-D-H-A. I'm trying to pronounce that, Dr. Weber. Uh, Edda El Ada. Yeah, honestly, I'm not Adah. sure of the exact pronunciation as well, but it's, it's, a, it's a Muslim holiday. Oh, so you do know what it is. Yeah, I think it's been celebrated once already this, this year. Uh, it's reoccurring. I believe it coincides with fast, if I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you're supposed to fast. Let's come back and we'll find out a little bit about that holiday. Uh, hang out. This is the Dr. Grabber Project. We'll be right There's back. There's always more to read and discover at Britannica.com, where we have fact-checked stories of record. Links to more documents, sources, videos, and... All right, so we were talking about this holiday that's a new holiday. Let's see if we can pull up a YouTube video. Um, I think somebody was explaining it much better than I could do. Uh, let's see what they got here, if I can actually find this clip. If they said it online, then it must be true. This is Dr. Whoever's Flaky Found Facts. Hey, stupid, don't believe everything you hear. You're listening to the Dr. Whoever Project. I love it when things don't work. It makes the show much more interesting. I would love to, to be able to actually get the clip to play the video. Does that mean the whole internet's not working Oops. anywhere? Malfunction. Stand I'm by. This is, is Dr. Whoever. Is not working right now. I'm just kidding. Buffering. Buffering! Alright, we're gonna have to stop time and uh, we're gonna figure this out, come right back. In some ways, we're traveling in time now. We just happen to be prisoners of the present and the eternal transition from the past. The bruise, the bruise in your head, I know how that happened. You told me the whole story. Time travel is a widely recognized concept in philosophy and science fiction. But is it possible in real life? is what makes time travel possible. What does physics tell us about time travel? Is it possible to travel to the past or the future? a fraction of the speed of light, time will tick more slowly for you than all your loved ones back on Earth. If you're just long, you might be gone for 10 years and everyone else on Earth ages 100. So you've effectively gone into the future and then everyone you knew when you left Earth is now dead. If you want to go into the past, that's a little more problematical. There are people who <laughs> All right, so we have figured it out. Uh, we got the clip. We'll see what they got to say about this holiday that I never heard of until what is yesterday. Eid al-Adha, which is also known as the Festival of Sacrifice, is celebrated by Muslims all over the world. This is the second most important Islamic festival in the Islamic calendar, the first being Eid al-Fitr. Eid al-Adha is celebrated on the 10th Dhul-Hijjah, which means the month of the pilgrimage, every year based on the Islamic calendar. The Islamic calendar is a lunar calendar and is based on the sighting of the moon. What is the animal sacrifice on Eid al-Adha? Eid al-Adha. Eid al-Adha. Try it with me. Eid al-Adha. Eid al-Adha. Is that right, you think? The animals that can be slaughtered on Eid al-Adha are goats, right. sheep, cows, or camels. 
The meat is divided into three equal portions for distributing to charity, relatives, and family. The idea is to ensure everybody is represented during Eid and enjoys a good meal. So it sounds a little bit like a Thanksgiving that we might, uh, you know, have like a Thanksgiving similar to that, like sacrifice yeah, kind of involved. Yeah, it's kind of like God for a minute. It's, it's kind of cool. Like you didn't really hear about these holidays. Even when I was younger, I didn't really hear about these holidays. I didn't either. But now that we're being more inclusive, people are kind of like putting their religion out there and like their beliefs out there. We're kind of becoming more inclusive and kind of finding out more about culture, which is kind of really cool because... I think the Muslim population is just as big as the Christian population. Oh, I'm sure. So the fact that we don't know that here in this country is kind of surprising. Yeah, um, Joe Biden even came out and uh, talked about the holiday. Says he carries a special meeting this year amongst the pandemic even more than you know it normally it normally would because of you know the sacrifice and being with family. Things like that all come along with holidays, and there's no reason we can't all cooperate and share one another's holidays as a as a country. I like that it pops up on my phone and gives me an opportunity to get a little bit more educated on something. You know, it's always good to learn. Well, uh, let's come back and let's actually get into the news. What's going on? Uh, I know there was a lot of a lot of stories. You can't go a day without getting you know more than five stories that are like top line stories. So. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to get into some of that news. about good news but we definitely have some news uh police say three people were wounded in a shooting outside the nationals park that sent players and fans scrabbling during a game uh this was reported on sunday so i believe it was sunday evening july 18th this year so uh we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about that and some other major stories that are affecting you affecting the headlines and ultimately gonna affect your wallet So much destruction. This reporter asks why. Local consensus places the blame. Ah, what am I getting so worked up about? I'm sure that by tomorrow, this whole ugly mess will be a funny memory. <laughs> our top story tonight. We now go live to our reporter on the scene. The Doctor Whoever Project is on air. Real discussions that matter with just a pinch of nonsense. Get bent back into shape with the Doctor Whoever Project. That's right. This is the Doctor Whoever Project, and we're going to catch you up on the top news stories. Uh, Right now, what's important to me, what should be important to you and everybody else is the shooting at Washington Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. that 
Three people were wounded. I don't think anybody died, but people went crazy, scrambling, jumping into the dugouts of the team. Uh, just kind of puts out there, you know, we're all kind of the same. You know, there are baseball players making millions of dollars, these coaches, these people working in the stadium, the fans, everybody's afraid they might get shot, you know? Uh, I'm sure it was some kind of gang-related incident. Uh, the woman apparently was a fan that was just kind of hanging out. Uh, I used to live there. There's like a village outside of the stadium where vendors sell things and there's little games. It's kind of similar to the, um, the Baltimore Ravens football stadium area, if you are familiar with that. Um, it's not in the best area. They knew it wasn't in the best area when they built it, but uh, it did bring some, you know, some money into the area and I think jobs and ultimately tourists that come to those games that might get caught up in some kind of, you know, gang-related incident. Who knows? Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. I grew up going to, to Dodger games all the time. So I would, if I was living in that area, I'd probably find myself at one of those games. And it's kind of crazy just if you watch the footage, you see these fans. They don't know where these bullets are coming from. Initially, they have no idea. Yeah, initially they thought it was happening inside the stadium. So you see people, like, jumping into the dugout and, like, jumping over the fence and like they literally had to stay over the PA system like yeah. the, you need to stay inside stay. the shooting is coming from the outside you're safe inside and it's just madness you even saw the the San Diego Padres open their their gate to fans to come in to try and shelter them protect them because they thought that the shooting was coming from inside the stadium as well and it's just so crazy that's the first thought that comes in your head is like this is going down right where I'm at. And we're just trained for that now. And we even are. when you hear bullets, you just, all right. This, you never it's, know. It's my, it's my time. It's, fine. It's, it's finally my time. You never really know. Because eventually we're all going to be in the situation where this happens to us. If you live, Especially if you live in a, a major city like where you're in Vegas. We have mm-hmm. that in Mantua Bay with the Country Music Festival where Yemi is one of the biggest you know, shootings in, in history. And one of the most famous talked about, but really never came to a resolution like why or anything like that. Never really came to any kind of guidance or laws yet, but I mean, they're working on it. Things are, things are being worked on. Um, there's so much right now going on. It, I understand it's hard to focus on something that's so specific and regional like guns, but they've got to figure out something and come to some solution eventually. Yeah. Uh, it kind of it kind of just says something because you know baseball is America's sport. It's where you bring your kid to to you know put on his glove for the first time and eat a hot dog and have some peanuts. It's it's known to be a wholesome family area. Yeah, yep. people get a little rowdy drinking alcohol. Yeah, of course, but it's but it's known to be a family venue where you bring your kids safe. So yeah, it's safe. But so um, are so many of these soft targets like you know theme parks, concerts, schools, baseball yeah. games, schools. You know, you, you, you go in and I, I think this is a different situation that this is the violence from the city seeping into tourism and family friendly events trying to be trying to go on. But that's kind of goes in with police reform that everybody's talking about and the drug issues and things. But you can't solve that on a five minute segment on a radio show. No, so but also if you, if you looked at the news like two days later, a girl who's like five years old was shot. And drive-by shooting, riding her scooter in Washington as well. So it just this only not just, a very safe it only area. just highlights the 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 violence going on in the, in the capital in so many cities around around the country. Yeah, I mean that got that got headlines because it was outside of the the Nationals Park baseball stadium. If that would have happened outside of Kroger, nobody would have probably it wouldn't have been as big of a story of a story at all. But 
All right, let's come back and let's talk about this federal judge ruling in Indiana that says universities can require COVID vaccines. What do you think about that? I mean, they require all kinds of vaccines to go to university. So I think it just kind of falls in line of what, I mean, they can yes. require you to do. I agree. If it's you want to go to that school. Or it's a public institution. They have the, the means to set guidelines for who comes into their campus. Well, a federal judge on Sunday preliminarily held Indiana's university policy requiring students to receive a COVID-19 vaccination before returning to campus this fall semester. Um, I'm kind of cool with it, and I think that the college kids are cool with it too. Like, it may be some wacky parents here and there or some really weird colleges, even in West Virginia and Arkansas and these really redneck places like North Carolina where I'm from. You go to the universities, and it's gay people and everybody's chilling out and you don't talk about religion you actually mock the religion people that come and you know try to be like all up in your face until you're like going to hell like it's just kind of like it's not that vibe the kids don't care so i'm thinking that it's it's also i I don't think it's gonna be a big deal i think a lot of people i was you know getting uh small check today and i was talking to the guy at the meineke and he was just like so mad because you know he got vaccinated but you know here in vegas they just announced that employees now have to wear a mask. He's all, I did what I was supposed to do. I got vaccinated. Doesn't so seem think, fair, does yeah, it? Yeah, so I think what's happening is people are just starting to get really pissed at the people that haven't been vaccinated. And and they're like, look, just do your part. You know what I mean? Because we're going backwards. And It's you know I mean? not it's, that, it's not that it's not big that of difficult. a deal to get a vaccine, but I understand right now the this only reason that I'm going to give people sentence. is that, um, only reason I'm going to give is that it's not fully done yet from the CDC. They haven't fully approved it, or the FDA or whoever. I get it. We got ours a long time ago. But if that's really what you're waiting on, that's like your final straw that you need to have to, to make sure that you know it's cool and you're not going to grow a third nipple, cool, fine. But a- after that point, once that happens, I think we can finally say, yes, we need to have some kind of regulation and... So the, why does that guy suffer? Because the people that are his customers are walking around maskless, not getting vaccinated, and he's the vaccinated one having to wear the mask. Doesn't doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, but also boils down to like the president was vaccinated, the former president was vaccinated. Was. If it's good enough for the leader of our own country, and then you have to do the patriotic thing to to get vaccinated in order to help the country restabilize and, you know, get people back to work and get bi- small businesses up and going again. Like, people have suffered a lot. And, you know, what, 600,000 people have died. Like, we're not just talking about, you know, get vaccinated just to get vaccinated just to go to school, but just to end this, like, miserable last year of suffering we've all gone through. I and agree. just to put it, you know, put that, let's close let's that done. block. We're done with this. Done. Let's, let's, let's move on. You move know? on. Time to move on, and we're going to move on to this next story. And I'm, this is one that I really enjoy. I love when these like crazy rednecks ended up going to prison. I think I, my, my, my button was a little slippery over here earlier, and I already like, pre-clicked it. So um, it's uh, the D.C. protesters. Uh, one of them is getting sentenced, I think, to, I don't know, almost a year or more, I think. Uh, let's hear this clip real quick. This Monday is going to be the first felony sentencing for a member of the insurrection. The Washington Post says prosecutors are asking for 18 months for one count of obstructing Congress. What kind of precedent will this case set, especially for defendants facing conspiracy or assault charges? 
Given the number of cases that are pending, we're talking hundreds of people who have been arrested and will be charged. Even the first one means that it is a precedent-setting thing. Jail seems to be necessary, not just to send a message to all the other potential insurrectionists, but to keep us safe in the short term. So I think that 18 months seems like a very fair and actually lenient. All right, what do you think? These are 18 months, fair, too much. What do you what do you think, Mr. Jesse? I think it's fairly lenient for for storming the Capitol. Kind I think, of, kind I think of people have done more time. I think it, uh, I told you about Cheech and Chong, right? Yeah. It was uh, Chong who was mentioning that he sold a bong in the 80s and was sentenced to more than 18 months for selling a bong, oh, not even weed. That's just like ridiculous. weed paraphernalia. And he did more than 18 months. So I think it's fairly lenient. And it kind of just shows like the discrepancy in the judicial system when certain charges are, are rendered a verdict. I get how you feel on that. I think we'll we'll see what happens with some of the other ones. They said that this guy was nonviolent and blah blah blah, so all this stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what actually happens with some of the ones that were doing serious things. Well, if you look at the guy on, on like the the photo where where they're trying to give him eighteen months, is he had goggles, he had rope. I mean, regardless of what he did, he, the intention was there. Intention was I mean, there. Like if you're you're not just going out to walk your dog with some goggles and some rope. Of course, you're, not. you're planning. I to just get stumbled it. into this riot into the Capitol. Yeah, you're you're planning to get get your hands dirty and you know do some shake up some shit. You know what I mean? I agree. All right, well, uh, let's get into uh, LGBTQ plus news, alphabet people news. Uh, we got some interesting sports slash alphabet people news coming up. We'll be right back. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Yes, please, yes, please, yes, LGBTQ plus news making headlines. Stand clear. There will be glitter. More like feminine or are you more like masculine? Feminine. I can already tell when you open your mouth the rainbow fell out. <laughs> okay, girl, bye. Bye. Most Americans are repelled by the mere notion of homosexuality. The CBS News survey shows that two out of three Americans look upon homosexuals with disgust. No matter what you preach or say. No matter what you preach or say. There's no fighting to deny. You can't breathe again. Yes, please, yes, please, queen. Yeah! Hey, you over there. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Stand by. All right, so we have a number. Gay in the news, it looks like. Uh, NFL player this time. Uh, NHL. NHL. What do we got? National, Nashville's, Nashville's Predators. Okay. Do you know this guy is? I don't really watch hockey. Do you watch I don't hockey? think he's actually in the NHL yet. I think he's like a an up-and-coming prospect. It says Nashville's NHL. Predator. Let me turn this music down a little bit. Nashville's Predators prospect. Luke Pro. Cop, P-R-O-K-O-P, says he's gay, hopes living an authentic life helps his NHL career. Um, this comes on the, the you know, tells of, <laughs> tells, the, uh, the guy from, yeah, the Raiders, from the Raiders, the Raiders guy, he came out with that cute little video, um, maybe he inspired this guy, he's like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I, I feel like it's how it kind of leads. I think it's exactly what happens, and that's why the whole thing of coming out and, like, setting these examples opened the floodgates for other people to kind of just be their genuine mm-hmm. selves. Because, you know, like, you, you love this song. This is your favorite song. The whole You Can't Pray Your Gay Away song. I mean, I, it's, it's so true, but the simpleness of saying it is kind of 
people don't quite get it, you know. I mean, it's one of those things like you're you're a, a pro athlete. You know, you're making a lot of money. You're good looking. Live your genuine life. You know, what I mean, like yeah. live, you only you only live this life once. Live Do it, you? you live know? it your way. You what know? happened to that other guy? He was there was another guy that came out like a year or two ago, but I don't think he ever made it into the NFL career. Can't remember his name, but he was popular for a while, and it was kind of like a big story. It's always these big stories. Um, I think this kid's only 19 years old too, so I give him even more, uh, even more credit for that because of being, you know, 19 years old. A little bit harder than being 35 years old, and then you know you're he's not completely signed by a team, so who knows what might may or may not happen with that. But That's definitely. All right, let's move on. What else we got? What else we got going on today? Let's see. So, oh, this... Uh, <laughs> have you heard about this town somewhere in Nevada that wants to rename their street after Trump? Uh, that sounds like rural Nevada. Am I correct? Um, I'm sure it probably is. So, um, let's get to that story. Here we go. So, what's going on here? Elected officials in a rural Nevada county <laughs> where voters sided solely with the Republican President Donald Trump in 2020 election have rejected a propo- repro- ugh, have rejected a proposal to rename a road for him. All right, that's this is like okay, so that's just kind of I have two names for the road. Is one Impeachville? <laughs> and is the other dumbass Avenue? I know, right? Like what's going on with these people? All right, I'll tell you where it is here in a second. All right. Like the Lyon County. Do you know where Lyon County is? Yeah, it's our district. Oh, that's part of our district that we live in? Well, that's fun. Well, Lyon County Commissioner cited community opposition before voting the 3-2 to two on Thursday against renaming the half-mile old Dayton Valley Road in Dayton, an incorporated community 23 miles south of Reno. So they lost. Boo. So sad for them. But, eh, whatever. That's, that's a kind of funny story. I, I I couldn't even believe, like, I was reading it. The article was literally, like, three sentences, but I just thought it was really funny, so I wanted to, I wanted to pop that one in there. Yeah, that um, one's a list of L's they've taken yeah, last year. it's so sad and pathetic. Why don't we, uh, we, we watched a movie last night. Um, I have my thoughts on it. You really had an interesting view because you had not seen the original since you were like five, so um, I'm curious to see what you actually think about it, and I want to talk about some weird stuff that I saw uh, after kind of watching it and then going and watching the other one, the old one from 1996. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Dr. Griffin Project. the toxic vibes behind and get ready to clear the fog from your mind. It's time to get stimulated. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. That's right. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Uh, we watched Space Jam last night. It was pretty good. I uh, I kind of, I, I enjoyed it. Space Jam is always a fun movie um, when you have the Looney Tunes involved. The new Space Jam, A New Legacy, uh, which debuted on, let's see, I think a couple days ago was actually the debut day. Right, what, what do you think it came out? I can't remember exactly. Uh, it came out, I believe, on Friday. Okay, so we watched it a little late, but that's okay. 
Um, but the Rotten Tomatoes score is 37%. But it has a 78% from reviews, it looks like. Um, that might be kind of what I'm thinking, like, watching it for all the little Easter eggs of fun Bugs Bunny stuff and Looney Tunes and even weird stuff from um, Game of Thrones was in there, Wizard of Oz I saw, all kinds of little, um, there's a Harry Potter world. I think it might have been a little over... Yeah, they, they threw all of Warner Brothers yeah. like, propaganda in there as much as they could. I think they but might the, have went a little overboard, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Space Jam top box offices with $32 million to ba- debut the weekend. So it did relatively well. Um, my yeah. overall opinion, though, is, is LeBron James good. isn't... He's a strong player on the court, but he's not a strong actor on His the acting, set. I have to say... And I kind of... Th- it threw me off. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I really got into the movie until it turned into like animation you know, animation where in like Toontown well they I do was... have the number one movie LeBron James says hey screw you Space Jam 2 critic scoring is bad but it's the number one movie in the United States right now I, I think people are going to watch Space Jam 2 regardless of what the reviews were it could have got 5% on Rotten Tomatoes people would still watch it based totally on the agree. nostalgia of Space Jam with Michael Jordan, just so they can compare the movie. Bugs Bunny. They even trick you and you make you think. I don't want to spoiler alert here. Spoiler alert. But, uh, spoiler alert. They they trick you to make you think Michael Jordan might be in the movie, but it's Michael B. Jordan instead of Michael A. Jordan, which is actually pretty funny. I thought that was pretty clever. Um, Then I, I watched the old one right after directly, and, you know, just the whole... They have LeBron James talking way too much. He's very, like... Just nonsense. This is way too much talking. And in the original, from the 90s, they had these, um, the white guy, whatever, whatever, this tall basketball player. Larry Bird. Larry Bird, the white tall guy, basketball player. Um, That fat guy from Seinfeld. There's all these supporting characters that do most of the dialogue when you think about it. And he's just kind of like reacting. And they move quick into animation. The funny part is, I found that he was struggling to to really kind of put across that he was a father, which he is, which is weird, and that he had this relationship with his own kid. His kid. And they used his own kid's real name, and it still seemed like a struggle to, like, develop this father and son relationship. Was it a personal story? Like, did he have a yeah, hand it, in writing it? Was, it, it was, like, his own autobiography of, like, his upbringing, and it was still seemed odd. Like, he was struggling to even, like, put his own personal autobiography on screen. On his own story? Yeah, and so I, it kind of really took me out of the whole loop of the whole I kind of agree. It, I enjoyed it, but if I had watched it on its own, I would have been like, this is a, like there was some glaring editing mess ups like they made, like, and some continuity issues that I saw. It was almost like they threw it together quick just to put something out, but I don't know. Smoke a little weed, watch it. Don't expect too much, people. Don't expect too much. I give it a, I give it a applause. Well, I mean, it's, it was it's free. Star- it's starring LeBron James. It's not like yeah. it's starring like Will Smith. Or, it was you free. Know, Denzel Washington. It was free. All right. Well, uh, music's ending, so that means we're going too long on this topic. Uh, let's get into some pop news here in a second. We'll be right back on the Doctor Whoever Project. This is Hollywood, the most famous, the most glamorous place in the world. It's a place of dreams, hopes, and riches, and its streets are filled with the studios, homes, and landmarks that are monuments to its greatness. Let's go Hollywood backstage and see this unique and fascinating place called Hollywood. What does Hollywood look like? 
Well, starting from Hollywood and Vine, you're within walking distance of the famous Capitol Tower. It looks like a stack of records. There's the Hollywood Bowl, where you can enjoy the finest music in the world, under the stars and next to the stars. Then there's the studios that are the heart of this motion picture world. And these are just the studios that are within walking distance of downtown Hollywood. I am fascinated by the rise of streaming services. You've got all of these services that are out there, uh, and they're essentially trying to replace cable television. What are you watching right now? you have anything good you're watching, Jesse? Oh, yeah, I'm super stoked about Atypical being back for another season. That's a good, fun family I, show. You know what? The thing is, like, it's not overly amazing acting-wise or storyline, but there's something about the lead character. I, I can't remember his name, but it's the one that has autism on the show. Mm-hmm. Sam. Sam, yeah. And just the whole dynamic of how he interacts with the other characters. and I just find that, that TV show fascinating, and I really like how it plays out. I agree. Well, here, um, let me tell you about another TV show that's random. It's about to come out. You're going to hear about it in just a second. So were you ever a fan of Chucky, the Chucky doll? I was, actually. I like Chucky. Chucky was like, like my cousins used to always try to like scare me and like, because I was like the dorky kid cousin that was like clean and my mom always made sure my face was wiped and I didn't have um, I didn't have like dirty snot dripping all over my face so like to them I was like this dorky little faggot so they would try to scare me with like stuff and like put um, ketchup on this doll I was like I know it's that's not even a that's a cabbage patch doll like you broke ass bitches I was saying that when I was five but uh, this uh, this terrifying doll is coming to your uh, streaming service or cable platform soon. Uh, Chucky the Killer Doll is back. Here's a first look. This is according to The Insider uh, on July 17th of this year, 2021. Uh, and they got some interesting teasers out. Uh, the first teaser trailer for the upcoming Chucky TV show was released on Friday, and fans of Child's Play are saying, like, let us see this. We can't wait. It apparently looks it's amazing. Um, wait till you actually hear the... The um, premise of it, I guess. So, in the clip, a teenage boy buys a good guy doll at a garage sale. After the teen leaves, the owner of the house realizes that a butcher knife has been stolen as well. Uh, once a teen brings the doll home, however, things quickly turn for the worse. As Chucky brings... Ooh, Chucky brings to wreak havoc in this small town. And I also heard something about, like, the kid. And like, they make him seem like... She spends money. They make him seem like he's a, case, a he's like a gay person, kid or something. One of a large group okay, let me find a clip. We'll be right back. Make up our consumer world. Hey, stupid. Don't believe everything you hear. You're listening to the Doctor Whoever Project. So here is the clip. Can you see it? This is a USA presented by Sci-Fi. So this kid buys the doll from a yard sale. They realize, okay, I might take a butcher knife. Oh, man. Okay. October 12th, we'll be watching that. So that looks really good. I heard that the kid that's in it, um, it's like they're going to make him be like gay or bisexual or transgender or something. It, it looks pretty interesting. 
Well, I know how that's going to end. His boyfriend's getting stabbed by Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, I'll give it to, I'll give it to the, the, the makers of Chucky. They've done a lot of stuff with this this doll. You know that they, one they lady? They the Bride of Chucky. Yeah, that they lady, did, like, yeah. That, they've done, like, so... I've never seen a, a movie remade so much. So uh, many. Like, with Chucky, then. They've done... And it's nothing different. Every You're single, not expecting Every single movie, every single show now is the same exact premise. You know, someone finds the doll, and all of a sudden, he's some psycho... But sometimes he doll. might have a bride or whatever. It looks yeah. like it's going to be kind of in the theme or the genre of, um, like, the 90s and the... Um, help me out here. Oh, like Stranger, Stranger Things. things and, which is yes. pretty cool. I do like the premise if they're going old school. I, I like where they're going with it, and they're making an effort to make things real. But this does look pretty creepy. Alright, well, we'll put that on the list. Alright, so I got an FM say, list for you what, in a uh, second. What streaming service it's on? It's oh, USA, USA and Sci-Fi, so I mean, anybody could, I guess, watch that. I think as long as you want to cool. accept, um, you know, if you're willing to have commercials, we'll probably just feed you some random-ass commercials. But I mean, whatever. That's the beauty about these streaming services now. They're, they want you to watch if you have a Roku or a Fire TV or Apple TV or whatever you have. Um, you know, okay, boomer. <laughs> Just uh, get that streaming service and you're, you're fine to go. Um, I, I'm going to give you this list. I think this list is, uh, I've, I've told you we had this list. It's the uh, top 10 states, America's best places to live in 2021. Let's see what they got on this list. We'll be right back. This is the Dr. Whoever Project. Wow. Just another FN list. All right, so top 10 places to live 2021. This list is by CNBC. I'm gonna go ahead and surprise you. Spoiler alert: Las Vegas is not on here, but you know, there's a there's a, there's a lot of good places on here. A lot of places I think are kind of crappy, but uh, the first one, number ten, is New Jersey. Well, so what is? Can you re refresh? Alright, so, so we got this top ten places. What? Top ten places, America's best places they want to live, basically. So it just says these are the ten states that America's best places to live in 2021. So New Jersey says is uh, number 10. I'm, I'm kind of interesting to see what they're going. They even start out, no joke, New Jersey is one of the top 10 places that people want to live. I think maybe that's people moving from uh, the city or you know, New York and maybe moving to the suburbs. Is this people wanting, wanting to move because they're going moving back with their parents? I mean, they don't have to pay there rent. could be all kinds of reasons for this. <laughs> you know, they're saying latest air quality crap like this in here. Strengths. Inclusivity, voting rights, you know, race, Who made crime. This, this is according to CNBC. I know you like them. That's why I threw this in here. Okay. Number nine is Nebraska. Uh, it's not know. Kansas, but it's close. I don't even know what to do in Nebraska. Uh, it says air quality is strength and 
hospital resources. I mean, who doesn't have hospitals? Weaknesses. Okay, so the strength of New Jersey was, the strength was inclusivity. The weakness of this one, Nebraska number nine, weakness, inclusive, inclusivity. I can almost say it's so funny. <laughs> inclusivity and uh, public health spending. <laughs> I love it, you can't. You just can't sometimes like, you know, make this up. Number eight, Massachusetts. We'll just scroll through these unless I see something really interesting. Washington, our neighbors in Washington, they just moved here to Nevada from Washington. I'm always careful about how I say that now. Nevada. Be. We're very particular how we like People be our very state particular. Being it's Nevada. I'm, I'm getting that. Nevada. 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 So there's a there's a five and six tie for five being Maine, which they just supposedly have like some amazing like water and stuff there, you know. So like you know, you know, like I could see how an outdoorsy person might want to live there, go camping. Number five, Iowa, boo. I don't care about that at all. Um, Sorry to our listeners in Iowa. Yeah, I mean, eh, whatever. You have the like the, the 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 Iowa caucus. That's literally the only time anybody thinks about Iowa. Moving on, Minnesota. Minnesota's cool. I've been there a couple times. You know, it's freaking freezing there but other than that it's kind of a cool spot to go to what else on the list let's flash through this guy number three north dakota number two hawaii okay i can see now we're talking now we are talking strengths air quality health covid vaccinations and weaknesses hospital resources so don't get hurt in don't get hurt in hawaii you won't you might not and be I able think to those find those places i would get hurt you know climbing a mountain or Seriously. jumping off a cliff or something and number one is, I think, uh, Bernie Sanders' home state? Vermont. Vermont, number one. The Green Mountain State saw an influx of new residents during the pandemic as people sought refuge from more densely populated places in the Northeast. Makes sense. I, I, I mean, this all makes sense, this migration around the country. Um, I, I, feel like, I feel like it all comes down to, to money right now. People are, people are wanting to get paid, trying to find a better way of life, a better way to make salary better way to buy a house just you know that that big that big amount of money that mortgage payment or that rent is huge and if you can bring that down a little bit for yourself then you know you're gonna have a just a better outlook on life and be able to do some of these fun outdoorsy things that you might want to do um that you can't do if you're working 60 hours a week and you know is it really is it really worth it to work that much um if you can't do anything for your life. I think uh, I just saw an article about the mass exodus of people leaving their jobs. Just They're just not happy with, with their jobs anymore and they're looking for places that are gonna treat them more professionally and you know, agree. pay them more and you know just treat them overall more nicely. I mean, I get that people wanna spend as little money as possible. That's, you know, the, that's business, how business works. You know, you wanna make your profit, but when, there's just such disparity in, in income levels and then the people that don't really have a lot are supporting the people that have nothing. Just seems like there you know, might not be the best way to go about that. And, and I think that's why we like going to like places like Cane's or In-N-Out or you know, Devil Chicken. Uh, Devil Chicken? <laughs> uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. People know what I'm referring to. Because they the pay their chicken. employees more than the average, you know, jobs. And that's why you see a better customer service and overall better experience. There's there's nothing to be said. If you make more money, you're gonna like your job better. Yeah, you know I mean it's just it's just facts. And I if you agree. want your customers to come back, you just have to pay your employees more money. And people should be making more money. They you know they just should be. Um 
I totally agree with that. All right, so let's move on. Here we go. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. We're going to get into, uh, you know, sometimes life sucks. You know, sometimes it just does. So everybody wants to, to be able to be heard and complain about something from time to time. We all have things we want to complain about, but uh, I don't know. There's always somebody having a worse day than you are. But it sucks to be me. It sucks to be you. It sucks to be we. might make you vomit a little bit so if you're feeling you know a little sick to your stomach if you're Life one of those people sucks. that has a weak stomach just turn it down it for a little bit and then it sucks again and, yeah. and then it just sucks <laughs> all right so i got this weird like disgusting disgusting story but um you know i, I I want, to, I want to bring it up anyway and talk about it because I think sometimes we, we like to turn our heads and not talk about this stuff, so. Alright, so this uh, Colorado dad found guilty of killing his son who found his lewd diaper pics. So this is uh, disgusting. After six and a half hours of deliberation, a Colorado jury on Friday found Mark Redwine guilty of secondary murder for killing his 13-year-old son Dylan in a fit of rage after the boy found photos of Redwine wearing a bra and eating feces from a diaper. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Stand by. So that's that's, that's that's a nasty one, right? I mean, this is this is a you know a real story. This is the Daily Beast. There's news articles. Um, you know, he, he I guess went to a fit of rage. I'm not sure really what the defense was here. Um, you know, he, the kid was last seen alive on November 18th. Uh, the dad was uh, 59 years old, I believe. And this just happened. It's very recent. This article is from July 24th. All right, here's a clip. Let's see what this uh, news story says. I want to play this news story. Tell me if you can hear this. A court date five years in the making. Denver 7's Facebook page streamed this hearing live just a couple of hours ago as Mark Redwine faced a judge for the first time. Good evening, I'm Teresa Marchetta. Shannon and Ann are off tonight. Mark Redwine is accused of killing his 13-year-old son, Dylan, during a court-ordered visit over Thanksgiving weekend back in 2012. Okay, Within so there was the already some hour, issues. Our own Jacqueline Allen spoke with Dylan's half-brother, Corey. And he's making some... Dis- so like how these are things they leave out, and then you find out, you know, the, in, the, mm-hmm. uh, the news people get in there and find them out. So this is court-ordered, so there's obviously problems in the family that they know about. Disturbing claims. He says he has seen compromising photos that Dylan had of his father cross-dressing, even eating his own feces. Hmm. Mark Redwine could spend the rest of his life in prison if convicted of Dylan's murder. And he should. 
That's just nasty. A former FBI profiler who has reviewed this case also tells our own Jacqueline Allen that he has no doubt that Mark Redwine killed his son, but the question everyone's struggling with is still why. We're talking about a guy that's probably a registered psychopath, narcissist. A former FBI profiler now writing a textbook on violent crime, Pete Klismet says he has Mark Redwine's number. Is there any doubt in your mind that Mark Redwine killed his son? No. La Plata investigators hired Klismet in 2015 to review the evidence in the disappearance of Dylan Redwine. After three months of digging, he says the evidence pointed to one person. I simply wanted to look at everything I could look at and, and try to figure out who did this. Um, and it was an inescapable conclusion that it was Mark. Court records reveal huh. investigators found Dylan Redwine's blood in his father's living room. A cadaver dog alerted in that same room and in his truck. Most bizarre, the indictment says Dylan had seen compromising photos of his father and planned to confront him. Could that have caused Mark to go into a rage with his son yelling at him, perhaps? It may. If that is what provoked hmm. Mark Redwine, Klismet says, well, it will come out in court, where he hopes there will be I justice guess it did for come Dylan out in court, at so last. Do they justice, have a strong case? Uh, justice has been oh, yeah, served, I, I and this, 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 guy, this guy's guilty, and he's going to prison. So whenever you think about how sucky your life is, just remember, hmm, at least your dad wasn't eating feces from a diaper. We'll be right back. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Everybody trying to go, yeah, the party jumping off. Ain't we putting on a show? Trying to catch Another beautiful day, crusty Another day, servicing the masses. All right, so I got some food news for you coming in. Some food news. Honestly. Oh, so again. Are you serious? Yes, sir. So, will you give me another copy? Mm -hmm. So, you need another copy of those two? Holly, stop playing games and lying to me. Had some trouble with cravings still, and it's just a repeating record in my head that plays over and over and over until I give in. I want chocolate. I want chocolate. I want chocolate. I want chocolate. Is that good, Mr. Krabs? Mine says, uh, "Eat ice cream. Eat ice cream. Eat ice cream. Eat ice cream." <laughs> you know, some else, uh, some else, I like Ritz crackers. You know, I love some Ritz crackers. Ritz Two crackers boxes appeared in the uh, cabinet a little while ago. So, um, I want to tell you this really interesting thing that came out from Ritz. They shared a mind-blowing snack hack. We'll be right back with the mind-blowing snack hack from Ritz. Well, that's what it sounds like you're saying. That walking to a salad is harder than walking to a pizza. Sometimes walking to, you know, a salad is harder than walking to get a pizza. You gotta build it, put it together and everything, but uh, not a Ritz cracker. Like, you just grab a Ritz cracker and go. Okay, you know the Ritz crackers, you know they're made, you know, with that thing on the edge? That, like, little ribbon that goes around the edge? Yeah. 
which is kind of like circular. I'm gonna tell you what that's for. You're gonna be so surprised. I was so surprised. Oh, fucking god. So Nabisco, who owns the company, they shared a TikTok video revealing what the scalloped edges on the snack are actually for. So they're scalloped edges, that's what they call them, okay. Um, in this quick clip, Ritz explained that the crackers aren't just for aesthetic purposes, it demonstrates how they cut cheese with it. So you like roll it like a pizza cutter and it cuts the cheese. Really? So that's what they're for. They're for uh, cutting cheese. How weird is that? Like, I would have never guessed that. I've never even heard that before. Like, did they like just come up with that for, um, for a publicity stunt? I feel know? like if you try to use the cut cheese, a cracker would just break. Well, you roll it. It's showing how to roll it like a pizza roller. But like, what are you gonna use? Like, put a pin in there and roll it? I think they're just trying to sell Ritz crackers, but cheese they got me. Nice. I bought some Ritz cheese crackers. Cheese nice. Sounds a lot more easier. I bought some Ritz crackers. They got me on it. Um, we got some other stuff coming up. Let's see what else we got. Oh, I know um, Mykonos. We've been to Mykonos in Greece. Um, there's, they're not doing great down there, apparently. So uh, we'll come back and let's tell you about what's going on down in Mykonos. Indeed, a dose of reality stat. Never fear. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. New episodes weekly at DrWhoever.com. So Mykonos, the Greece's famed party island, falls silent under an order from new COVID rules. So I guess, you know, this is July 18th. Uh, there was no music, no dancing on the Greek famed island of Mykonos on Sunday as these new rules went into place because of mass spread of the COVID um, Delta breakout. I mean, the people were just getting back to normal and now it's like, oh, now we're shutting down again. You know, I wonder if the Vegas area is going to have a shutdown like that or if it's just kind of too I, big to fail. I don't know. I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying before. Like, people were just so annoyed. Just get your vaccine. Like, if, if we can all get vaccinated and, you know, try and get things back to normal, everybody just has to do their part because, you know, people are suffering too much. It's people are losing their homes, their businesses, just because you're trying to make a point. Because there's no, there's no factual evidence that you have that can support not getting a vaccine. There's nothing other than your own personal opinion. The only thing is the, just so happen to be a Republican. The final approval. That's the only thing. Like I'm saying, that's the only thing that these people can hold their head on and um, you know to say that they have a problem with it right now. In my opinion, because like, yeah, I mean, tourism is a fifth of the Greek economy, and they have had some problems recently. Oh, I think um, I think one of our I have a special guest is uh, calling in. Um, we were going to be talking with some people about doing uh, joining the show. Let's see what she's got. Hey, you're on live with Doctor Whoever and Jesse. Hello, hello. How are you? Hey, doing good. I'm glad you were able to join. How's your audio? Can you hear? Uh, hear okay? I I can hear you well. If you can hear me well, we're good. All right. Can you hear any uh, little background music playing, or is it loud? Too loud for you? Nope. I don't hear anything. Okay, so good, perfect. Let's see, I'm gonna make sure what you are coming in for me then, and then we'll be good to go, and I'm pretty sure you are. 
because it's coming in through the browser. Gotta love Google Voice, it makes things so convenient. That's just like, ugh, Google Voice is one of the best inventions like I've ever used. It's one of my favorite apps. Well, go ahead. Um, tell 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 me a little bit. Tell me uh tell me a little bit about you. What have you been doing today? Sorry, I had to just talk a little bit to get that uh, window out of the way. We were uh, just talking about the island of Mykonos, how it's being uh, kind of decimated by this COVID order that just happened, where they, uh, as of July 18th, no more dancing, no more parties. They're kind of shutting down the island. Be responsible Not always that easy, though, I guess, is it? It help the world get our shit back together. That's for sure. Let's see, what was our next topic? You jumped in right in the middle, so that was, uh, that's perfect. Um, what, what's your interest in space? We got the uh, soon-to-be youngest American in space. It's she's like a cancer survivor, so they're trying to... Um, kind of tied into the March of Dimes and things like that. She's going to go up, I think, on one of the... She might have went up on the one today with Jeff Bezos or uh, whoever runs SpaceX. Who's that, Jesse? That's uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, Amazon guy. Um, so this girl, she yeah, was Elon, a... Elon... Go ahead. Elon Musk is Tesla. Oh, Elon Musk is Tesla. So the Tesla guy is uh, running SpaceX. I have to say, I haven't really been, you know, following this very much. It's... It seems a little bit of like a publicity publicity grab. I mean, dude, I already love Amazon. You got me. Like, you don't have to be shooting off rockets into outer space. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pretty disgusting display of what it means to be a billionaire when you have workers, a large, you know, a significant percentage of your workers that are having to receive government assistance to survive and feed their families. And as a result of, the, of them working off of their backs, you are taking money and shooting yourself into space for fun. I think it's pretty disgusting. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they received a lot. I think Jeff Bezos got a lot of backlash when he said that, you know, I mean, all of the employees and customers helped pay for this, you know, trip to space. And like what you were saying, you know, he was spending so much money trying to squash unions from organizing and collective bargaining and, you know, paying, barely starting to pay their employees $15 an hour, but also them not being able to take breaks. Uh, yeah, I mean, so this this whole thing going on on social media with, you know, the quality of, of how Amazon employees are treated by, you know, these billionaires that are kind of throwing themselves into space and, like some kind of celebrities. Yeah, yeah, and as a result, you know, it takes, it takes Jeff Bezos 15 minutes to make the average annual salary of an Amazon employee. Yeah, we're just to the point let of that, craziness now. With our, yeah, with, with the difference in what people have and what other people have right now, it's just, it's more visible due to social media and things like that than it's ever been before, which is why I think that it's being more talked never about than ever before. We have now. It's not that it's more visible. We've never had it like we have it now. I think that may, I think the, that's part of it too. Disparity. I think there's yeah, I think there's both of it. It's growing very rapidly. Yeah. What was that last number? It was like 001 percent have like more wealth than ninety percent of of the world. It's just Correct. not not the best way to run a run a country or run a government where you're taxing the poor people. 
to pay for the even poorer people, and then the super rich people just get off and don't have to pay anything. Um, it does. It is almost like yeah, a monarchy, like a king at this point. You know, they're basically like we watched the new Space Jam movie last night, and they kept referring to LeBron James as King, King James, and his kids as Prince. Your princesses, princes, which is basically true. Like these rich people are basically royalty in our country. Some of them have more money than royal, real royalty. I can't say that real royalty. <laughs> Some of them have more money than actual countries. Yeah, it's just, it's getting crazy um, to that point. But uh, I did want to, I, I think that's why they're doing some of these things right now. Like, you know, getting this girl that was a cancer survivor to come on these talk shows and they're shooting her into space. She wasn't uh, able to be an astronaut herself because of, I, can't, I think, cancer and because of a prosthetic she had to have put in her leg. Let's see if the story pops up right now. Let's see what we got. This is ABC News. Haley Arkinox, I believe is her name, but I don't quote me on that. Cancer survivor going into space with, not Jeff Bezos, with Elon Musk on SpaceX, it looks like. Um, if this video wants to play, doesn't want to play at all, but we'll see what happens here. Um, her dream of becoming an astronaut was crushed after being diagnosed with pediatric bone cancer at the age of 10, but now she's set to go into space um, because they don't have these like, these don't, they don't have these like rules as much, I guess, because it's paid for by a private individual and not by the government. So they're like, eh, okay, cool. Like, you know, if you, you don't have to follow as many rules um, for that. So like, eh, I'm down. And they're giving some pub to the charity and you know, that's good. I, I support that. Um, I really want to play this clip, but it doesn't play. So that's okay. We're just going to, Close it out and move I, I on think, to the next thing. I think thing. Jeff Bezos did the same thing. I think uh, the oldest woman went into space. With, oh, yeah, with you're Jeff right. Bezos. Yeah. She was like 80 or yep. something. Yeah. I mean, do you do you think that that matters, them doing these kind of things? Or do you think it's just kind of like, eh, they're just stroking their own ego at, the same, at that time? I think 100%. It's, it's still all about them, you know, at the end of the day. I mean, to say, oh, but we're going to do something for charity. Give me a break. If you gave a shit, you wouldn't be taking that money and launching your ass in the space. I totally agree. Well, let's uh, let's take a break, and we're gonna come back and move on to our another topic. Unfortunately, this is our uh, our sad sad news, but um, you know, things always get better. So grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. Some happy music. Or some happy music. Uh, yeah, happy music. It's always good to have some happy music when the headline is Teen accused of stabbing a girl 114 times, allegedly. I guess he asked her why was her death a problem is what he asked like the, the detective when they came up. It was like, so that's a problem that I stabbed this girl 114 times? Um, Alright, so where was this? This is, uh, this is crazy. Like, kids are going nuts. So the, when this 14-year-old uh, got told, hey, I don't want to go on a date with you by this cute little blonde girl, I guess he pushed her off like the bleachers or something and then took her down into like an area. Um, St. John's County Sheriff's Office says and... Her name was Bailey, 
and he just like stabbed her and just kept stabbing her and stabbing her and then was like so oh that was I'm not allowed to do that I can't just I can't just stab people so did he just like randomly have a knife on him what's the deal I I mean in yeah, certain well, places I, in certain places in the country it's I feel like fairly common to carry knives and things like that around that's a good question yeah I think it was at a school kind of thing or at a school event uh, let's see wow. if I any more about this it's just, just like, it, it, he's on $25,000 bail. That's it? Only $25,000 bail? Like, and you said he's 14? Yeah, I think he's 13. 13 or 14. The kids are both 13 or 14. Yeah, 14 year old boy. Oh, here we go. So, so it's Florida. So that explains why there was a knife involved. You know? I mean, that's, that's, a sad, that's a really sad story because of how young, young he is. On but both sides. Like, yeah, yeah, but I think it just just says something about his state of mind when it's one thing if you stab someone. Yeah, I mean, you, it could be a fit of rage, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, but 114 times—that's yeah. that's on borderline like you're, psychopath. You're, you're, you're like basically you're Dexter at that point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you don't, if you if you were doing that. I mean, that has to take some time. And so to do that and then to sit there and wait for other people to show up and then not understand that something was wrong with that, I mean, you definitely have some sociopathic tendencies, if not, you know, full on. I obviously know nothing about this child, and it's really horrible that a child, and I'm just going to have to assume, and I could way be wrong, but that, this, that there were signs and signals of things. Sometimes you have to think there always probably is, you know, there's always probably a sign, but they just get ignored. Oh, like in my own family, I have a cousin that's in prison for murder. I have another cousin that just died of a drug overdose recently. I have another cousin that shot somebody at a bonfire um, over a drug related thing. It's like, well, you just, they just think it's all, you know, it's boys being boys. That's like a thing they say in the South. Like, yeah, boys being boys until they stab someone or hurt themselves or whatever um and i think I, I noticed with your family also brian is like that's being in the you have you have like a really successful part of your family true and then you have like you guys call it the dark sheep part of your family and instead of trying to like help them you kind of just like eh, we don't talk to those kind of but people, i mean like I, I i tried to help when i yeah, got yeah, older but like it wasn't like there's these almost like this inside feud but when we were younger it wasn't there like we were all cousins like some of us were came from better families than others. So, but we were all kind of there together during Thanksgiving and holidays and things. And then as we got older, we drifted apart. You, you could tell you're different, but like you said, somebody should have been like, hey, let's, I, I'm, I'm in my path doing well. Like we're all around the same age. Like I'm in my path doing well. I'm 13, 14, 15, 16. And then the other ones are the same age. They're over here, you know, going to juvie and shit. Like, do you not notice a problem? It's like, what do you have to do to like, what do you have to do to like show someone this is like there and this is happening, I guess. Well, I'm going to take a stab and just say, and I might be very wrong here, but that your physical locations were very different. Not, not entirely North Carolina, but I guess a, a poorer area of North Carolina and then a more wealthy, but also I, I, I blame it more on my parents got a college education and then these other cousins didn't they were more their, their parents were high school dropouts and then and got pregnant when they were 15 16 like there's like this whole extra generation that really 
this sounds bad to say, there's this whole generation that really shouldn't even be there, but they're there because of, uh, they, I used to say they breed like rabbits. Like every time you would show up, there'd be another baby. Like, and, and they're, they're, they're like, yay, let's all have another baby we don't have money to pay for. I think you said it right there, like education is a huge indicator for so many different things, whether it's, you know, I mean, going to college or, or getting in trouble or even starting your own business or do, do you even vote? Like having an education plays a lot of uh, factors into many different social, social economic and, and, and will to do that too, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Like I don't, I don't know your uh, educational status. That's why I like to have people on the show that I don't really know about. So for all I know, you could be a high, high school dropout, or you could be a rocket scientist. For all I know, I have no clue. <laughs> but that's yeah, what I it makes it interesting. I think that's a pretty common and really unfortunate misnomer. I think that you can be. I mean, look at some of. Let's talk about these billionaires, actually, right? Let's talk about some of our wealthiest people in this country. I agree. Money some is what's kind of making it go, but no, we're not helping. Some of the billionaires that we're talking about tonight did not finish high school. True. And did not finish college. I would definitely say that that is not an exception to the rule. You know, I work in an industry. Um, I, I'm a big believer that absolutely college is not for everyone and you can be just as successful without it. Agreed. Um, and it's very often a waste, I think. Oh yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think for me it was, system. I wouldn't say it was a waste for me, but I could have probably done and been just as successful. But, you know, then you kind of want to think it wasn't a waste because it was fun and you learned some stuff and you made friends and all. But, like, would you have, are you actually any better off from it? I don't know. But is your career, no. are the dollars in your bank account different because of the things that you learned in college? Uh, see, I mean, I put on my not resume. Not paper necessary. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'd say no. So that's the difference. I'd say that's, that's the, the books. That's where we're putting the, the emphasis in the wrong place, right? But I say like the... You have that piece of paper. Books learning dumb, is different dumb now, than culture learning. really stupid people that graduated from college. But there's some right? there's some there's some worldly the learning that happens though I think that the people that don't go to college they there's some life lessons that they don't learn or they're not insulated like there's something about going to a college where you're kind of insulated from the real world for these like four years or five years while you're still trying to well you're you're like legally an adult but you're not so I think that's a good practice ground for people and why it's become more intertwined into our society and our culture. But not everybody can afford it. But I think by not letting everybody go to college, you really are missing out on these like psychological developments that could happen when you meet different people and different viewpoints. And every bit of learning doesn't have to come from a book or a yeah. test. I, I think you're, you're right in that. Because if you know the path you want to be on, college doesn't really help you because that four years you're in college, you could have spent that four years getting actual experience at the job you want to do. I mean, unless you're, you're or trying in to, life. Yeah, life experience. And I think a lot of people yeah. get out of college and they don't have, you know, the experience working in that field. So they, they end up being at the same yeah. level as some people that didn't go to college that, you know, put in the work. True. And if we think about that, you know, for a minute, like, can I ask how how much you paid for your college degree? Do you know the total? 
I actually do because mine was fairly cheap because I went to North Carolina, a state school in North Carolina. I want to say my semesters were like 1200 to 2000 like a semester. So it wasn't very expensive, but I know people that went to better schools. So how much was, your total, like how much was mm, your total degree? Probably like 18000 total, around, around okay. twenty. So what if somebody had said... Did you did you pay for your school yourself or your parents? No, I had uh, I paid for it. I paid for it with my parents. We kind of paid for it together. Okay, so let's say your parents said, "Hey, we set aside twenty thousand dollars for you, and you can go get this degree, or you could do some traveling. You could experiment and find out what you really want to do with your life. You could, you know, meet all these different people and take the time, or you could invest it in a business. What would you like to do?" Or, you know, and, and maybe they wait. Maybe they wait until you're 22 years old to do that. Do you think that that would have been benefit? And, and let's also consider that some people might pay a quarter of a million dollars for their undergrad education. Oh, I know. It's crazy. So whatever it is, whatever it is that your total is, what if somebody handed you that check and you could figure out if you wanted to start a business or if you wanted to travel or if you wanted to go make a little village in India a better place whatever it is that you wanted to do right I like, think in my situation that would be beneficial to you oh yeah for some people I think it would be but it, say I could get in a time machine right now and like travel back in time like say I could travel back in time right now we're traveling in time now we just happen to be prisoners of the present and the eternal transition from the past so say I could actually travel in time I might still go to college I think I think I would I think I would still go yeah. because I learned so many life lessons. I met so many different types of people that being from a small town in North Carolina, I didn't. Plus, I'm gay, so I was like, yeah, I can go, like, be gay and, you know, paint myself in rainbow every day yeah. if I want. And so I think for everybody, they have different reasons for it. Um, but also, I came from a high school and an education system, and my mom was also a teacher, and my dad went to college, and my mom went to college, where it was like, college, 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 college. That's all I could hear. It's like, you know, which one are you gonna go to? So, college, you know, it's time, put in applications. It's like, it was just like shampooing your hair and brushing your teeth. Oh, well, you're, gonna, you're gonna go to college. It wasn't like a question. It was like, okay, what are you gonna do? But I wanted to go because I wanted to be an adult and do my own thing and develop myself. And the, the education, the books were just kind of secondary, in my opinion, to... But college was like the step that I had to complete in my head before I could get to the next thing where I wanted to be. And what, what was your degree in college? Economics, but I just kind of randomly picked that. I got a scuba diving certification one time. I got like a real estate license one summer. I just kind of was like, I wanted to learn and do things, but... Um, I don't know. I didn't want to like take tests and obviously had to, you know what I mean? Like, but I work in marketing. Most of my yeah. life I worked in marketing. Um, and you know, now I'm kind of self-employed. I do the podcast. I help out on political campaigns and things like that. It's been kind of downtime right now. I just bought a house. So I feel like things are going well for me. I'm just kind of, you know, chilling. I'm, you know, we got a, yeah, I'm in like a two person household income too. So it's like, I can, I have the freedom now to do some little um, passion projects instead of getting a job right now, right now. So I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that. Um, I feel like it's like that millennial break. I've heard a lot of people be like, God, I'm ready to retire. I'm like, damn, you're 30. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, we really we really make work not fun here in America. We're really good at that. We want to burn you out as quickly as we can. That is true. Burn you again. That is so true. That's why I'm trying to like you know find beneficial ways to you know to do things that I like to do and you know try to do positive things. I'm I'm doing some more volunteering than I've ever done before. Um, It's just kind of nice to go out and see the sunshine and not be worried about COVID and all that right now. So I'm kind of kind of enjoying that. But uh, let's move on to our next story. We're going to take a break and we're going to get right back with the Doctor Whoever Project. It's Doctor Whoever's NC News. If y'all ever come to North Carolina, folks, y'all better, uh, y'all better have your ducks in a row and uh, be prepared to not be a mate. Y'all be cool, stay classy. I love everywhere in the world but North Carolina. Y'all got a special, special spot in my heart. Y'all crazy. Y'all fit right in here. Love y'all. So obviously I am from North Carolina. If I didn't know you'll hear a move, wouldn't you? Well, the way people talk around here, I guess it'd be what, more like you call hillbilly style or something, I guess. I don't know, just mountain talk. Mountain talk. So I guess we got some major problems right now in North Carolina. They can't get any alcohol. <laughs> Bars and restaurant owners are saying it's worse than they've ever seen before in North Carolina, with frustrations growing with pub managers and restaurant owners. I just love that clip so much. So in North Carolina right now, they cannot get liquor. Nobody can get any alcohol. In Durham, North Carolina, there was a nice-sized crowd gathered Sunday afternoon at West 94th Street Pub in Durham. So you know what? I honestly thought that... If any place had moonshine, it would be North Carolina. It's illegal. Oh, is that illegal? Yeah, you you have to go in the woods and do it. There's a lot of moonshine in North Carolina, though. Yeah, you just have to go in the the woods. It's silly. So it's just illegal to sell that in a bar. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. It's not even illegal. It's not even legal to make. Oh, okay. Technically. Yeah, make everywhere. Yeah. yeah, like you supposedly can go blind or something if you like drink it. I'm not really sure. They like to make up so, stuff. Yeah, it's just because the government wants to, you know, the, the government go. regulates alcohol and makes money off. See, I, I thought there was going to be some way to say it was like organic and artesian, you know, <laughs> moonshine, you know, some way to spin it to where this is like totally the hipster thing we should be yes. drinking. Yes. I love it. We got to get on that. Well, I guess supplies are so limited. Uh, obviously, alcohol, liquor stores, week to week, they're trying to find stuff. It's frustrating. They can't get workers. They can't get liquor. Like, I don't know what places are going to do. Uh, prior, to, prior to the pandemic, says they weren't having any issues at all. Um, but, like, in North Carolina, we, we run, we're run by this ABC Bureau, Alcohol Beverage Control or whatever it's called. Like, I remember I was there for my sister's graduation, and it was like... 8 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, fuck, we gotta go. 9 o'clock, liquor store closes, 9 o'clock. It better not be a Sunday if you want liquor either. You're not gonna get it. So it's like, you know, I was just race to find alcohol. And I guess it's even worse than ever before, but eh, stick with it, North Carolinians, you know. 
You'll, it'll, it'll get better. You'll get I, your alcohol back. Yeah, I've always thought like having those regulations actually cause people to drink more Same. because it's like you feel like it's this scarce commodity that you need to have. Like ever since we've been in Vegas and you can just get drunk 24-7, like, I just don't feel the need to drink. Yeah. There's like this, not this, oh, it's about to be <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I got to I gotta take eight shots so I can be good for the rest of the night. It's kind of it's weird, just, right? Like, you just you don't think about it. The funny thing is, is that those are all prohibition era laws too. If you look them up, the laws have just literally never changed. Oh yeah, all this stuff is based on religion and nonsense, and you know it's all based on religion and crap like that. That gives me. Oh, I really want to play my religion intro. My, the, I'm, I'm gonna just, <laughs> let's go into. Uh, let's talk about religion for a second, just so I can play this intro. This is a Doctor Ever project. Okay. It's gonna get churchy. We'll be right back. <laughs> By praying like hell on my you know, deathbed. Everyone, they can hear you inside. And it involves Relax. everything. Those pious morons are too everything busy talking to their phony baloney god. Just watch an incredible night unfold before you, but... How are you doing? Peace be with you. and not participate, Jesus. but I'm believing that every one of us will <laughs> lean in, press in the Lord's God, and embrace all that he has. The media said what? Christian <laughs> right is in decline, and you say it's taking America with it. You quote the chief executive of the Public Religion Research Institute about how white evangelicals once saw themselves as the owners of mainstream American culture and morality and values. Now they're just another subculture. And Michelle, you oh boo, who? <laughs> So the uh, religious people that think they can run everything just because they can blame it all on Jesus or the Bible, like, that always annoyed me so much. That was always, like, their excuse. Well, those people are declining. The, the most prominent response to that is non-religious nowadays. It's like, people don't want to be identified by this nonsense. Yeah, I think uh, you can kind of see that also in, like, you know, I mean, I'm in politics also. Is You see this mass exodus from... The Republican Party, but also there's a substantial number of Democrats that kind of just went to nonpartisan. You have the biggest nonpartisan amount of registered voters in ever in the history of this country. People and are just so disgusted; they don't even know what to think anymore. Yeah, and I think with uh, the church, you know, I mean, with the whole thing with gay marriage, and I mean, people are so tolerable now, and like, you know, you go to school with your neighbors, you love your neighbors. Kids don't care about that stuff anymore, and when they see like the churches the kids go when they yeah and then they go to the churches and they teach you you know this person's a sinner they just like it doesn't flow with them you know what i mean they're not that kind of people so that's why you're seeing this kind of decline in like you know politics and religion it's it's definitely you know coming that way i think it's historical um they're showing they're saying you know this happened before covid and before trump it was just i think trump and covid and QAnon kind of accelerated this um this response away from religion and things that you believe in just to believe in them you know what i mean like i think bill maher talks about like the fish i mean you're a, you're a senator you are one of the very few people who are really running this country it worries me that people are running it does. country who think who believe in a talking snake it should uh, worry you that an iq test to be in the senate though so you don't have to pass an iq test to be in the senate I mean, so when you have people running our country that believe in this mythological nonsense, it makes it makes more sense that somebody could get caught up in a QAnon. I mean, we might as well be believing in the truth fairy at this point, people. This is ridiculous. What do you think about it? 
Me and Jesse are rambling over here. Feel free to jump in whenever. <laughs> Tell us to just shut no, up. I think, I think it just goes so deep, you know? That's a, have, have either of you read Fantasyland? No, I have not. I would recommend it if you if you would like. I should uh, check that out. 500 year history, yeah, it's a 500 year history. Um, it's Fantasyland: How America Went Haywire, and it's really about how we've gotten to this point where we believe in blindly in whatever the churches tell us, and also how that has shaped our ability to believe anything, anytime, which is why we have, you know, people jumping on these conspiracy bandwagons. So like quickly. Crazy and stuff. And, and it goes back and it really talks about how we developed this, um, how America specifically did. And it's very, very interesting. There's a lot of very factual stuff. And then there's some of his opinion of how that ties in. Um, What's the name of really that book again? But anyway, it's, it's Fantasy Land. How America Went Haywire, A 500-Year History, by Kurt Anderson. It's really good. Uh, There's a lot of really interesting... I would love if you guys would read it and we could chat about it sometime because uh, it's really, really interesting. And and it brings up a lot of things, I, I think, that people definitely don't think about in terms... Like, it really highlights, you know, how, like, how we've manipulated religion or how certain people have manipulated religion along the way to just keep the people exactly where they want them. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people right now, you know, are, are, in, are becoming more aware of this going on and, that, you know, they're really deconstructing their religion and the beliefs that they've had since they were born often. And I think that that will have a lot in to do with shaping the future of America, which totally. I personally think is a great thing because, um, you know, believing in reality is important. We need to yeah. be able to have facts. It's, Everything is not a conspiracy. Crazy that you have to, right. It's crazy that you have to say something like that, that like it's important to believe in reality, yeah. to live in reality. But the truth is, is we really are not there. I mean, yeah. I love SpongeBob and Harry Potter and Game of Thrones and all this shit. I get it. But like, I don't live my life like that. Like, I understand that that is a movie <laughs> and I'm watching it. Like, Rick and Morty is not real. I understand. Like, are, is, is, is there that many people that are, like, truly psychotic out there? You know what? I think it is. is they, they've given so much not trust. Not psychotic, though. Yeah, they've given so much trust to these churches. And I think even, like, this last political cycle, I saw churches wholeheartedly calling Trump the Messiah. Oh, and, yeah. like sent from God, brought here for God to make sure, oh, like, oh, yeah, to make sure, like, abortion rights, you know, were, were you know, handled the way they, they saw fit by the Bible, you know what I mean? I swear like, to God, this country comes down to which? abortion and non-abortion. Seriously, that that's literally the two sides. There are people out there that I know personally, like, bo- abortion is all they care about. That's, like, the core issue. If you are not... Hundred percent on every born baby should be born or whatever. Then they are totally against you. You can be everything else in the world. Let's but be, let's be clear abortion. about that. These are babies born in the country, is what they oh, care about. Of course, not the babies from, from oh, other only, countries. Only Christian. You don't care about those babies. Yeah. Only right. Christian babies too. Only Christian babies that are evangelical be, that have been baptized. Be, let's be very clear that abortion is in the Bible, and. Nothing negatively is said about abortion in the Bible. Well, I'm sure it was a practice. I mean, come on now. I'm like, let's not be stupid. I know we like to live in this rosy 
world where we watch Downton Abbey and this stuff and we think that's like how people live. If, if you had a baby born with like Down syndrome or something back then, they would just throw it out for the wolves to eat. Like, let's just be realistic here. Like, the fact that we are even worried about that shows that we are a more cultured society. But if you have someone that got raped by Billy Bob, that's their cousin, and is about to have some weird incestual child like I've seen walking around malls in West Virginia, like, you know, maybe Sarah should have an opinion on this weird child with, you know, two different sized legs that's about to come outside of her. And I also think also that all these men are trying to pass legislation telling women who are the ones stuck having the babies and the responsible for having the babies who are not able to support themselves because they have babies, what they can do with their, their bodies is ridiculous. But then, but then we say, will you please put a mask on your body or will you please get a vaccine? And they say, it's my body, fuck you. Exactly. And then, you know, when that mother might not be doing so well, you know, she might need some food support, some, you know, some money to, to take her child to daycare so she can go to work. That's socialism. Yeah, you know I mean, she needs to fend for herself. I'm so curious so, to see what happens when these uh, people start getting these, um, these checks for these children they're getting. Did you see what I texted you? Oh, uh, I, text, I texted you something earlier. Did you get it, Jesse? It was, um that fat girl from Thousand Pound Life, and it was just a TikTok from her, and it was a TikTok showing, um, you know, her with her new boyfriend or whatever. I might have just sent it to myself, because <laughs> it was so funny, and it says, the caption is, when, spelled W-E-N, when you get that child credit for seven kids, and, spelled with A-N, one, number one, of your Baby daddy's asked you to marry him. Yeah, yeah. So she be getting married. He's like, he's like, yeah. How many checks are we getting again, girl? <laughs> I'd be curious to see what happens with so many people now. It's like, okay, you're getting free money from Joe Biden. Like, and I'm, all, everybody okay, in my it's family. Not free money. Well, okay, yeah. It's, it's money we've already free. paid for. In my opinion, like, I was an economics major, so I consider that all, like, um, sunk funds, you know, at that point. But... But this is the same money that you normally would have been getting back. True. You're just right. getting it back right. early. We have to understand that. We're just they are just they are just giving you your money that they've already withheld and they're just giving it back to you, rationing it back to you six months earlier than they normally would. That's I like how it's, it's, it's exactly that. like the Donald Trump stimulus money you got was a tax credit they gave you in advance. Yeah, people to forget the, about to that. Falling taxes but they well. they didn't want to talk about that back then. Just like they're trying to skirt over that in this situation too. They want people to think you're just giving uh -huh. this free money. Um, also, that goes with inflation. They don't want people to think that they're getting this money forever. So they want people to be like, yeah, it's this free little money you're getting for right now, but don't go crazy. You can't go out of your means because you know this is only this is not guaranteed to continue. Yeah. Well, that was fun. I love talking about money and stuff. In, it's also in place of because they're stopping the unemployment benefit. Right? True, true. So this is a way of kind of weaning off of that and getting back into things. But the reality is that the economy is different right now. Oh, that sure is a different. real thing. Like you're really we're in this different world right now with um like I don't know, like I only I like to give only fans. I just like to use that as an example because it's such a blatant example of something that wasn't around five, definitely not ten years ago. And certain people are able to go on there and make money. Like the cute girl that would normally be working at 
Taco Bell or Hooters. Now she can just be on OnlyFans taking pictures of herself, making money. I'm, I'm just being realistic. People are delivering for DoorDash instead of uh, working at a pizza place delivering pizzas for a crappy boss. They're being their own boss on DoorDash. It's just true. I like this song. It's always a happy song. Well, let's uh, let's close <laughs> out because I'm actually on 7% on my battery. So <laughs> I didn't bring the charger up and I didn't know we were going to have a guest, but I love it. I love it. I'm loving this. This is great. Um, this is the Dr. Whoever Project. We're going to be right back, but I'm going to play my money intro because I haven't played it yet. Bitches all bad, my niggas all real. I ride his dick in some big tall hills, big fat checks, big large bills. Run out, flip like ten car wheels. Cold ass bitch, I give raw chills. Ten different looks, and my lips all kill. I guess I'm in the mouth. I'm so grilled. We'll do anything. We're down for groups. After taking some dudes from behind. What I really wanna see is the. I don't really need to be any duck. All a bad bitch need is the. Did someone say money? I swear that's what I heard. I'm the richest person Check me out. Y'all might have more teeth than me, but I bet you I ain't got more money. How much money are we talking about? I'm the richest person on TikTok. Money, 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 Like, I would love, I would love to get a chain, but first I gotta stop looking at salmon. So yeah, I think people are doing that. They're going on TikTok, they're making videos on YouTube, they're doing other things. Joe Biden even said it on the news. He's like, hey, it's not all the unemployment. It's people don't like working at your crappy restaurant or working at a drive-thru or doing this crappy job. They're figuring out other ways that they can make that money. But how much money are we actually spending in this child stimulus thing? Like trillions, billions, what? Like, when they get the high, the numbers are almost imaginary at that point. I, I, just in referencing to what you were just saying a while ago, I just saw on the news that this, this whole Burger King put up a sign on their little marquee and said, we all quit, sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> and it's, I just shouldn't laugh, but it's kind of You know, I think everybody's gone through this in this last year. They've really analyzed their life and what they feel like they should be treated like. And you have all these companies that treat people like shit and they're surprised when the whole workforce quits. And I mean, that's just reality. We need to have places where employers treat their workers fairly. They treat them with respect. They give them time off. You know, they, they give them, you know, an ad. Breaks to salary. go pee. I mean, yeah, like, you shouldn't have little to run things to the in bathroom. Life. Yeah, you shouldn't have to be because racist. Because, yeah, because you need to make, make your quota. I mean, if you treat people humanely, they're going to treat your customers better and they're going to want to work for you. You're going to have to have to train a new employee every month because the last one just quit. Treat people nicely. People just want to be treated with some respect. So in your industry, do you feel like you're treated with respect? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Can you hear? So Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I, I mean, I employ a lot of people. So for me, that's a really, really big deal, you know, how I treat my people. But I have people that have been loyal to me my entire career because of it, you know? Um, well, that's good. It should be. As a whole in America, as a whole in America, so like they are commodities to make us money, right? Which because we are. That's how we built our economy is to make money off the backs of other people. And we and are so, a service industry kind of economy. Yeah. That's what we do. We don't really make it's, anything it's our, anymore. Right. But either way, you know, it's still making money off the backs of other people. And so, you know, even as, as technology grows and changes, instead of wages for people growing and changing and the amount of hours that we work becoming less and less because machines are doing our jobs, instead... Five people are billionaires now because of it, and everybody else is still struggling. Totally you know, agree. Of sharing that wealth with everybody. I think that's and, you know, slowly we happening. We work more hours in America. Oh, we work more yeah. hours in America than other first world countries do for a work day. Oh, yeah, we, we've traveled um, quite a bit throughout Europe, mainly just throughout Europe, um, and it's always so relaxing there. People are sitting out having tea at 2 p.m. And, you know, like, they, they get time off to go on vacations. They travel to other countries. They're, I mean, they're more cultured and more relaxed. There's, there's also this movement in campaigns, like presidential campaigns, to, I'm not sure if, if, you, if you're familiar, but you work from, like, first thing in the morning, you start making calls at 10 a.m., and you go all the way till 9 p.m. The latest you can call somebody, and they have these organizers working their butts off like all day long working these crazy shifts and doing this for months on end and you know they kind of just you know put it as well you gotta do what you gotta do it's a grind until election day but there's this lack of compassion for people's lives and like you know exercising and having time to eat healthy and what that really does to these employees especially when you're working for campaigns that are striving for equality and you know treating people fairly in the workplace I've had my own, you know, issues on campaigns where, you know, they're pushing these narratives that how people should be treated, but the, the campaigns themselves don't treat their employees how they're, you know, expressing the country should treat their citizens. I mean, everybody wants to be paid. Everybody wants to fill value. Yeah, we're, we're, but we definitely, yeah, we're definitely not focused on our people. Well, you know somebody that's about to get paid? Uh, we're going to move on to our sports because I got 4% left on this computer. So we're going to come right back and we're going to move on to sports because this kid is about to get paid. You've got to learn to be able to put the ball in your hands. Your hands are what makes it possible. Your shoulder pads are hard and stiff. You know, we had a goal and we had a dream. It's a pretty special feeling. It's a dream come true. And it is, uh, that's that's kind of that's gay, but... Alright, so in sports, this Long Island team can pitch 90 plus miles an hour fastballs. He's the first Jewish Orthodox player drafted in the major leagues. Uh, Right-handed pitcher, Jacob, I'm not even going to try his last name, look him up if you want, it's on CNN. Uh, His fastball is 90 to 94 miles an hour, and he's uh, getting picked up by the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's what it's all about. Flipping up one another. The moment you get discouraged, it's the moment you will break. We didn't come all the way here to play safe. So this is what we do. We fight for more things. 
right, so we got to start. We want to get that frame. We just can't wait to play. Feels great. Alright, so this kid, he can pitch 94 miles an hour, that's crazy. Uh, he was quoted saying right before he's about to join the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think that just because of the fact that no one's ever done it, really, there's no one younger, no younger kids out there that know and see this is possible. With me being the first, hopefully younger kids will see this, and they won't give up. I'm an Orthodox Jew. I can't do that. I, I think it's so hilarious because I think it was just last week I made you watch Rookie of the Year. I've never seen it. Where it's the kid that, you know, he plays baseball, he's horrible, but then he breaks <laughs> his arm, and all of a sudden, overnight after his cast comes off, he can throw 100 miles an hour, and he's like 12 years old playing for the Chicago Cubs. That's, that's hilarious that you this story came up. That's so cool. Yeah, this kid says, it was a dream, but it was a very realistic dream until about a year, a year and a half ago. He said, I just like got a lot better. I was throwing a lot harder and I was putting in a lot more work. Uh, let's see what else he's saying here. Uh, I think he was just, yeah, he's a Woodmere, New York native and he was surrounded by friends and family when he saw his name on TV and got a call from the team. How cool is that? You just like see your name on TV. And I think that's awesome that he's Orthodox Jewish also. I mean, I'm always about representation no matter what field you're in. So I think that's awesome. He said, I worked out a lot during the pandemic and was able to add on about 25 pounds to his 6'5 frame. So nice. Well, congratulations to that guy whose last name is Steinmetz. I don't like yeah. to mispronounce things. Um, I want to say his name right. Arizona Diamondbacks. He was the 77th pick. And uh, he's from New York, so check him out. He's going to be... It just like next time we hear about him, he's gonna like hit somebody in the leg or something. He's gonna be like that rookie pitcher that like breaks someone's shin or something. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. This is the Dr. Grabber oh, Project. Or third, fourth, fifth, seventh. You get the picture. This is the Dr. Whoever Project. Always on at DrWhoever.com. That's right. This is the Dr. Whoever Project. We're at 1% battery right now, so we're going to just, like, shut it down before the computer shuts down for me. This was fun. I really enjoyed having our special guest on. I hope she'll join more. Jesse, it's always a pleasure to have you on, but I got I to gotta, I gotta stop time right now. In some ways, we're traveling in time now. We just happen to be prisoners of the present and the eternal transition from the past. Okay, bye-bye! Time travel is a widely recognized concept in philosophy and science fiction. But is it possible in real life? Which is what makes time travel possible. What does physics tell us about time travel?